Hello, everybody. And what welcome, the fuck was that? And welcome to a spooky episode <laughs> of Reaper the Your Romanian accent is very, very suspicious. Eat my ass, Jason. Uh, we are a podcast uh, where we discuss a video game that we all played and we spoil it. We spoil it to death, especially this month because it's spooky month. <laughs> um it's october uh, i know this is coming to you like at the end of october but that's fine uh hopefully you've played you knew what this game was you knew this game at the end of last month so that means you've definitely played it and you're gonna listen to this episode now that's another thing if you haven't played this game don't listen to this episode go play this game because i thought it was really good and i don't want to spoil it for you right now that would really suck yes i will say it's definitely better with this game to not know what's going on when you're going. Yes. Oh, totally. And well, what game are we talking about? We never mentioned that, Jason. Oh, I don't know, Jason. What game are we talking about, Jason? Good people. We are talking about a game. I believe it's pronounced Sama. Oh, God. Sama. See, this is why I, I think I'm just going to give. They don't, actually, they don't actually say it in the game. At least I'd never heard it pronounced in the game. I think. Uh, I, I think I'm going to permanently give the uh, the the right to introduce the game to Delilah every episode. <laughs> she, We're playing so much. She doesn't she doesn't do this dance around the nonsense, mispronounce the game. It's it's not nonsense. It's just basic English. There's no e in there. Sometimes it was like could you, have been like Somia. Sometimes you talking is the spookiest thing around, Jason. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's uh -huh. October. Let me tell you what. But yes, well, what? Okay, we're talking about said, well. we're talking about the game Soma. Yes, uh, a horror game coming from Frictional Games of Amnesia: The Dark Descent fame, which is another super spooky game that I never beat because it was too spooky for me. But, I haven't played it yet either, but yeah, I'm going to play it a, soon. Such a fucking pussy, Mark. I'm actually going to play it this Sunday. Oh, good for you. Th yeah. Tell me tell me how you make out with that, because... So, alright. Um, shall we get started? Do we want to dive in? What's the history? To the history of Soma. <laughs> Yo, cut that shit out, man. <laughs> Alright, so... No, there are not vampires in this game. You don't know that. Spoiler alert. Maybe they're hiding in the Batcave. You know, Maybe. You, should cut, you, should, you should cut out these Dracula impersonations. You, you should do a Mike Myers impersonation. You know what Mike Myers says? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> So, Soma started development in the year of our Lord, 2010. Uh, and the setting of being at the bottom of the Atlantic was decided on a whim by the co-founders of Frictional, Thomas Grip and Jens Nilsson. Uh, it's something that they claim they always wanted to do. So, I guess this was just the perfect time for them to do it. Um, the narrative was kind of designed around relying on player actions instead of it acting as a guide. So going to, uh, what were those called? The, that they were like the buffer stations or whatever. They, they, they were basically acted as audio logs. Yeah. I think they were just 
something on the wall. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> essentially, pretty much yeah, audio logs. That's what they wanted. They they wanted to they wanted to kind of achieve that whole audio log narrative tell storytelling, uh, by giving the using that as a means to give you context as to what's happened in the past for this uh, horrible place. Um, the game was heavily inspired by the work of Philip K. Dick, China Mieville, and Greg Egan. Only one of those that I really know much about is Philip K. Dick, who is the author of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Oh? Is that is that one that you've read, Jason? I, it, It's iRobot. What? The movie, the movie iRobot, was that not a adaptation of that? I believe, I believe the better example would be Blade Runner. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of. No, I'm thinking of. An, there's another short story that they did. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. But anyway, I digress. I feel I feel bad for him, man. Imagine like having you you publish his book. It's famous, and when people see your book, it just says in big lettering "Dick." <laughs> So anyway, continuing on, uh, the sound design for the game, uh, which I thought was pretty pretty stellar. We'll get into it, though. Um, mm-hmm. It used something called room size, a room size system. So what that basically means is instead of processing sounds uh, to make the sound effects that they used, they kind of used, they kind of recorded sounds that complemented the mood and the atmosphere and as a result of that, just this is just kind of a fun fact. Over two thousand footstep sounds were recorded for this game. Wow, I thought it was just a neat little fun fact metric to throw in there. Cool, Jason. What do you think about that? Do you think you you've done two thousand different sounds of footsteps in your life? It's not enough, man. You gotta you gotta hit at least six thousand. Maybe something special. <laughs> something that i had no idea about uh there were like several live action videos released um to promote this 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 game uh there were like two shorts and then there was a mini series uh that was released and i believe eight parts i i kind of wish i had the time to walk uh, watch through all of them uh before we did this but yeah, that it's a lot of content. If you ever wanna, if you really enjoy this game and you want more, uh, I, I I guess I would suggest to go check those out. They got like a YouTube television show, like Soma Brotherhood, oh like my big multimedia. <laughs> yeah, it's called Soma Brotherhood, Jason. Um, but anyway, yes, the game the game released on September twenty second, twenty fifteen, to PS four, PC, uh, I think Mac and Linux, and then later came to Xbox One in December twenty seventeen. Mac, uh, who uses Macs? <laughs> Please note, uh, listeners, I am recording this on a MacBook. <laughs> Jason is being a, a real big butthole. But yeah, that's the end of the that's the end of the history lesson. Just a couple cool. like interesting little development facts. Uh, Frictional Games, obviously the developer. I like I said at the top of the show, they are they are responsible for Amnesia: The Dark Descent, which is a very well renowned horror title. Uh, so for them to put out another one, you already know you already know to go in with some pretty high expectations. And uh, that being said, what'd you guys think? 
uh, this game gave me anxiety <laughs> and not because it's a horror game, but because it uh, reminded me full disclosure of a shroom trip I had when I was about 23 years old. <laughs> I like, Whoa. <laughs> I, Whoa. It, I like it listeners. We do not condone drug use. <laughs> no. And I'm also 32. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was a, uh, the first and last time I ever did shrooms. It, I was like, what is life? Why do I love my mom? Why do I find South Park funny? Why do I think <laughs> The Walking Dead is a cool show? And then as I was like shitting the shrooms out of my body, I was thinking of my purpose in life and all I saw was a never ending void of space. So this game kind of brought me back there uh, and it gave me anxiety. Yeah. Did, were there like luminescent monsters in your shroom trip? No, but there was luminescent barf that came out of me. Oh. But like it wasn't uh, actually luminescent. That's what my brain saw. Did you did you try to lick it? Like, no, did you, I did, didn't. Did the shrooms give you that impulse? No, but it was the only thing that gave me comfort. Hmm. Which is kind of relevant to the game too. Licking licking <laughs> the luminescent barf gave you comfort? No, looking I'm at confused. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry. For the, for the sake of our listeners, if if you're listening to this and eating right now, either stop eating <laughs> or stop listening until you're done. I did, um, I, what do you guys think of it? <laughs> I was I was fucking confused, man, for a lot of it, in in both good and bad ways. Mm. I'll say I'll say this as a story. I enjoyed this game. Cause I was like, at first, at first I was just like, oh, I see what's going to happen. There's going to be, it's basically going to be like, oh, this shit's all in his head or whatever. Cause they're fucking with well, his brain. They're doing brain studies. That's what, that's what, that was just my first thought. Like, right. oh, it's so predictable. But then it turns out, oh no, there's like a cool sci-fi story going on. But I was like waiting for a twist. And I was like, oh, what the fuck are these monsters doing here? And by the end of the game, I still didn't really know like what the fuck the monsters were or what they were doing there. And I'm I'm hoping you guys will explain it because I don't understand what's going on. That's something I yeah but, I do uh, kind of want to bring up because I thought it was I thought, thought it was a little strange how they handled it, and I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if it worked. But then again, there was so little information that maybe it's one of those things where we're just supposed to kind of, supposed to kind of take it for granted. But we'll get to that. Um. Yeah, they kind of the monsters just kind of felt like they were there to be there to make it a horror game, but uh, well, it's funny because like one of the earliest monsters we we encountered was a walking robot. Yes, and like like a like a like a robot almost like like something you'd find in in Horizon Zero Dawn, although although a little more um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for, like primitive. Blocky. Yeah, blo- yeah, blocky. That sure. Um, it looked like it could be a droid from Star Wars. Yeah, like and, o- OG Star Wars. And honestly, having having like robot threats kind of stalking around, like that was enough for me. That was pretty stressful. Dealing with that robot just stalking mm-hmm. around, uh, I could hear it speed up when I started running or when it saw me, and that was enough to really stress me the fuck out. And we didn't really see any more of them throughout the game, but I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Um, yeah, I kind of went uh, through the same thing. Oh, that that you did. Well, Go ahead, Jason. Fin- finish your thought. Uh, 
the only other thing I was going to say was I was also confused gameplay wise and, you know, going real quick back to the monsters. It was just because they kept introducing like new monsters and shit. I had no idea what the fuck I was supposed to be doing to like knock a kill. And then when they hit me, I wasn't dying and I woke up in the same place and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I really didn't understand what the mechanics of the game were. Yeah. When, after, <laughs> yeah. You, after like a, an enemy came and hit you, you like basically woke up like you just got over some really bad acid trip or, or really yeah, bad exactly. true trip. My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I almost I almost thought for a good portion of the game that like you you couldn't die. You It was just there to freak you out ah. until I did end up dying and getting a game over. Yeah. But yeah, um, my my thoughts. I I kind of echoed the same thing you did, Jason. I mean, by the end, I knew what was going on. But for the whole first half, maybe first three quarters of the game, like I I was pretty confused. And uh, shout out to my girlfriend Katie who played this game this month as well because she knew we were going to be playing it. Ah, oh, she should have came on the show. Ah, oh, Katie, well, we you're welcome. <laughs> but she, uh, calm down. But she actually beat the game before I even started it. And so I started playing and I, and like I, I would finish a nightly session. We would call at the end of the night and I'd be like, I think this might be going on. Like, and she's like, I don't know. You might want to keep playing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But like one of the things that I was thinking, like, especially at one point you see the, um, the, the wow, I don't even know what to call it. Like goo, um, this weird bio, biological yeah and that's exactly what they said they mentioned it being a cancer and so my mind went to thinking like okay so they did the whole brain scan at the top of the at the top of the game and this is him inside his own head and this is how he views his mind is as this weird facility at the bottom of the atlantic ocean and he has brain cancer and this is what he sees he sees this weird uh I don't even know what to call it, like goo strands, for lack of better words. Yeah. And, and that's his that's his brain cancer manifesting before him while he's very walking through his own mind. Of, very reminiscent of uh, Dead Space, the, cre- the, the overall aesthetic of the creatures in many ways mm. as, as the game goes on. Mm. But yeah, I like and I and from that theory, I couldn't be I couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, but I it, like I, I guess they did a really good job at kind of making us not ma- making it not obvious what was going on, like really making us think and and even come up with our ideas of our own. Before That's the thing. I don't it. think there was any point of this game that I wasn't confused. Like I started to understand like why certain things were happening to um, the main character, but. Simon, which is his name, uh, but I didn't actually understand, like, all it did was make me question morals and the decisions that I made in the game, which really had no impact on the game, but kind of just my own morals. It was strange. And those were definitely the... Oh, sorry. No, I just want to say, Delilah's going in kind of biased. She's experienced this. She had a bad shroom trip, and now she knows everything (laughs) about existentialism and what it means to exist. (laughs) <laughs> did you have to on your shroom strip did you have to pull your own plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was called taking a shit and barfing <laughs> again if you're eating either stop that or stop the episode <laughs> i 
I, I guess we can surmise from this you probably shouldn't do shrooms and no. then play this game. No, definitely not. Or you should, and then let us know if you're still alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those those aspects of the game in which you're questioning, you know, morality, meaning of life, and the decisions that uh, Delilah referred to, I felt were definitely the strongest parts of the game, mm-hmm. even if they really didn't impact the ultimate outcome. Yep. Okay. And with that said, the gameplay was the worst part of the game, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I guess we'll I guess we'll go ahead and jump right into the gameplay, or as I like to say, the lack thereof gameplay. Yes. This um was very much just a kind of point click, like there's a switch. And 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 it's funny because I we kind of glossed over the very start, but there's not really much to talk about there. You start off in like Simon's apartment, and it took me a really long time to find that tracer liquid. Oh yeah, yes. But yes. I was also like, I was walking around the apartment and like just clicking on things, and nothing was happening. And then I like realized, oh, you have to use your your stick after you press and hold something to interact with it. And I remembered, like, oh shit, that's exactly how Amnesia play. And I haven't played Amnesia since like uh, twenty ten, twenty eleven. Mm. Like it's been a long time since I played Amnesia. But like that that immediately clicked with me. And I remembered, oh, that's that's how they play. So obviously this would be their they would continue. Frictional would continue doing that kind of gameplay style with another game. So, but. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it doesn't really go much further than there in terms of gameplay. You do get, like, you get a device that you use in certain places, but it's it's still the same thing as long as you have it with you. Like, you point and click, and it works. Yeah. Um, and there was the one part where I thought things were about to change, where you get that stun gun, but then you use it on one robot and then (laughs) it just automatically gets tossed on the ground and i'm like oh okay never mind things aren't changing this is the game which i I don't know personally i was okay with i'll let you guys get into it if if you have thoughts on that delilah you want to go first sure i mean i was just gonna say uh, for me i mean this wasn't really a horror game so sorry i recommended it it was more uh horrifying to your brain than actually see oh, i told you we should have played we should have played fucking alien isolation i told <laughs> you i thought no i i disagree wholeheartedly i think this was absolutely a horror game but we'll 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 dig into that next I, I, yeah i just feel like the core of the game wasn't horror like it could have done without the horror elements and still been a very good game for its story um but so so for the horror sequences you don't have any combat you're just sneaking around um trying to find the next objective uh avoiding whatever creatures coming at you in a dark pathway um and i usually like that in horror games because you feel really vulnerable when you can't fight back and i think outlast did that really well but for this game it just kind of got in the way for me going to point a to point b like it was creepy sometimes but then other times i was like oh god you're there all right hurry up take your path so i can like move on um and and in that way the gameplay i i felt like the the enemies just didn't need to be there like if i ever played this game again i'd probably play on the easiest mode which you don't die um just to kind of like i think they actually just remove all all monsters entirely 
Uh, no, not from what I heard. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they the monsters are there. They just can't kill you. Oh, okay. Yeah, the game. The, I I didn't find it. Um, I mean, there were some jump scares, but I agree. I, I didn't really find it to be a horror game. And at some points, it just got annoying to the point where, like, I I don't know if you guys remember that one section where uh, you had to turn on like a couple of or turn off. I don't remember if it was turn on or turn off, but there were uh, you had to flip a couple of switches on these generators. Yeah. And then and then one of them explodes and it knocks you to the ground and you get up and all of a sudden there's a monster right there and you basically have to run. Yeah. Um, and you have to go downstairs and you have to it goes into like emergency mode. You have mm-hmm. to get out of that section. So you basically have to follow the lights on the floor to get out and just hope basically the whole section is predicated that you hope that you're running in a straight enough line and fast enough that you're outrunning the monster. And you also have to hope to God that the physics engine doesn't fuck you when you're going down the <laughs> stairs. Because, like, you literally, if you take one wrong step, you'll go a little bit too far over the stairs and hit the wall <laughs> on the top of the stairs and it slows you down and you instantly die. I had to do oh, redo that section so many fucking times because hmm. you also have to make sure the doors are open before you do it. Because otherwise, if you have to waste time to open the doors, the monster will get you. It, it's just like... If it feels like for me, like to be a true horror game, you have to feel like you surviving the encounter was earned. Like most recently off the top of my head, you think of something like Mr. X in the Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm-hmm. Like episode one of Read the Spoils. <laughs> yes. Um those encounters when you the tension was palpable and and when you finally got to like a save zone you felt like it was earned because there were ways for you to kind of um you know stall him there were strategies you could employ uh go i just pointed out one of the the game that i had proposed against this one was alien isolation um you're given you know not many and Alien isolation can get frustrating at times, but you are given, it is fair, you are given ways to track where the alien is, and even as the game progresses, ways to stall it, like a flamethrower type thing that um, momentarily, uh, you know, stops the alien from getting to you. Here, like, it just felt like if an alien, or not alien, sorry, if one of the monsters saw you, it was like, shit, I just have to hit circle and hope that I'm in a fucking good enough position that the monster doesn't see me because I can't turn on my flashlight now to navigate where the fuck I'm going. I have no idea where the fuck I'm going because there's no map. Um, <laughs> I, if there's a door closed, I'm fucked because to open the door <laughs> creates a noise that it, it, it's just you're fucked once you get spotted. It, it's it's kind of just not scary. It's just frustrating. But it did have a really eerie environment. Um, yes. Like the atmosphere yeah. was very creepy. And I did like that about the game. And I felt like it made sense for it to be that creepy. Um, but but um, Mark, you said it was a very much so a horror game to you. Do you want to? Oh, yeah. I, I totally feel it was a horror. I, I, think, I think what we could do is go ahead and say 
because I don't I don't fully agree with everything you guys you guys are pointing out. I'll and I'll I'll mention why, but I I do agree with with some points. They're, I'm not totally in disagreement with you. Um, I would say this game is much more of a a psychological horror game. Yes. Than it is just blatant like survival horror. Uh, I think that the fact that you are defenseless does work in the game's favor for the most part. Um, I, to your credit, Jason, like, yeah, if a monster spots you, you're either, you're, you're, you're kind of screwed. There's not really much you can do in terms of hiding. I've tried running from a monster or past a monster and they just speed up like crazy and just track you down no matter what. And, and the game does have like a function to peek. And I assume that by peeking around a corner, you would still remain hidden somewhat. So you could somewhat navigate and make sure a room was empty before you entered it. But I quickly found out that's not the case at all. Mm. Like if you peek and they happen to see you, you're fucked. Well, I find (laughs) that to be, I find that to be, I I guess more realistic. Like, Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's it's still a game. Right. And, but I, I feel like, I feel like the developers really went for more of a feel of realism when it came to, uh, the avoidance and the defenselessness. Uh, besides the fact that if they pummel you, uh, you you don't necessarily get a game over. You just kind of get up like you just got off of a bad yeah a, a bad binger night or something. But that that actually brings me to another thing I forgot. Nine out of ten times you respawn, the monsters respawn almost right next to you. Uh, <laughs> I never experienced that. Maybe that was just my playthrough and my experience, but. There was the like one the mo- time I'm thinking of. Uh, you had to you had to get the key to unlock this elevator, and that was that was the part I was probably most stressed. There was a monster creeping around, and to your uh, another thing you brought up was like an Alien Isolation, uh, which is another game that that I I do recommend. Everyone should go play it, but we're not gonna spoil it here. Um, but you there were ways for you to stall the alien, delay the alien, and I. You could also track it. The motion, the motion tracker. I felt like was was like something like that. So you could actually. I think the difference being. I I feel like. I think the difference being that that's something that works within universe. And there was necessarily there was not necessarily a reason to introduce something like that into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt like they tried to do it in the way that whenever you're in the vicinity of a monster, it fucks up your vision. Yes. The problem, the problem then is that you have to immediately turn off your flashlight and you can't see shit. So you can't actually see where the monster is. And half of them have yet. Yeah, some of the monsters are like illuminated. They're like luminescent and all blue glowy and shit. But especially when you get into the second half of the game, they're all just kind of amorphous blobs. <laughs> I think the idea then is, it, I mean, it's it's not so dissimilar to like Alien Isolation, where you'd like hide in a locker, and you'd just you'd have to wait until it goes away. And like, there are other ways for you to delay it, to stall it, to make it go away, but f- not for the majority of that game. At least, not certainly not the first half. You kind of just have to mm. hide and wait, and that's. The, this game is a much shorter game that employs the, the employs that mechanic that idea throughout the entirety of, yeah. of its playthrough. I guess I guess that is you like you said it's a shorter game and I guess that's what makes it a bit bearable. Like overall, like like I was saying before, story wise, I actually enjoyed the game quite a bit. 
uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Gameplay wise, not so much. Um, I, also, I, also... I, I get. I guess I guess to summarize what I'm trying to say is it felt less like survival horror and more like trial and error. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, so what was I gonna say? The there weren't as many like enemy encounters. Like they didn't overdo the the yes. the whole enemy the the whole oh there's this enemy stalking the hallways you have to avoid it. I feel like. The majority of the game was spent walking around, reading notes, listening to yeah. audio logs, furthering the story. <laughs> which, which I, which I didn't. <laughs> That's probably why I have no idea what the fucking monsters uh, are. Oh my god! It seems like it's. It seems like there are a lot of labs and shit you go through that probably had the notes that explained it, and I just didn't read them. I feel like Jason could have used that history lesson before playing the game, Delilah. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, I, for a game that lets you interact with pretty much everything, and there are all these audio logs, in quotes, because they're not technically audio logs, they're, like, a way that Simon's able to tap into the consciousness of others or something weird like that. Data buffers. Yeah. Data buffers, that's it. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it really, like, impeded uh, me exploring the way i wanted to um so i think that was part of my frustration too but um it just the game could have done without the combat and but it didn't ruin the game either like i'm not the combat the yeah it was it was sparse it was sparse enough the threat the threat threat, exactly yeah and 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 i will say in some areas the threat like when you're the areas where you were outdoor outdoors, quote unquote, where you were on the seabed and there were threats around it felt because there was so much more open space and it was so much more navigable and easier to see. I felt like those were done much better, especially towards the end of the game where you're like in the abyss and there's like fucking torrents, sea torrents, quote unquote. I don't know if that's a real thing. I really liked that part. Yeah, and there's like there's like fucking anglefish and giant squid monsters floating around. Yeah, it's like the, and the threat at but, that point is like more more so like the wildlife. But there was yeah. there were there were more ways to approach it. I felt like it's when when it got confined into narrow corridors that were hard to navigate in the dark, especially is yeah. when it got frustrating. And I honestly think if I would have played this game on the easiest mode where they weren't as much of a threat, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Because they're not a threat, but they're still like there to be creepy and eerie and mm. complement the atmosphere. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the uh, One other thing that I want to double back to that you mentioned, Jason, uh, the lack there of a map. I initially hated that it doesn't make especially considering that you're essentially a robot which i mean this is a spoiler cast we haven't really touched that much on the story itself no and i i I just kind of want that (laughs) no pun intended i kind of want that to come organically (laughs) but yeah i initially hated the fact you didn't have a map but then i I started to kind of like it and appreciate it, like with with the amount of realism that they seemingly were going for. 
you wouldn't just have a map or a, you wouldn't have like a menu with a map laid out of of any given area and like they did they they did offer you some sort of idea they like you'd have a map like on the yeah. wall that you could reference yeah. it and it was you, on you, had you to, to figure out okay i'm going to go down this hallway take the first left uh then continue down take the second right and i'll be in a room that i think i need to be in and you kind of work it out from there i personally that's a that's a like that's grew a fair to love that because it like it it put more it it was like less of a gameplay element but more of like a player element and really right. helped to kind of involve the player into what was going on in the world because it's it's so it's so easy to just you know walk down a hallway all right shit do i go left or right click open menu yeah oh okay i have to go left okay it's so easy to do that. This really, I feel like this kind of, it almost added to the stress level. It almost added to the horror level. Like you need to know where you're going because you don't know what's around those corners. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that one, I, I think probably I wouldn't have been frustrated if I wasn't all of a sudden accidentally spotted by a monster I didn't know was around the corner and I just had to start running and I lost all sense of where I was So I because... Think- I had my light off and I because I, I wanted to be able to hide from the monster, you know? Yeah. I think they really just wanted they really wanted I, 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 I think they were going for more of a cautious play. Mm-hmm. Like and the atmosphere kind of kind of helps with that. Like if it's a if it's really if it's a really dark station with really dark hallways, like would you really would you really want to run through those just like literally literally sprint through them no you'd probably want to play a little cautiously you know you don't know what's around there it's really spooky like maybe we should approach this with some sort of with with some uh with some caution yeah yep no fair point but yeah i i i think the atmosphere the the atmosphere is what mostly aided this in being a horror game it was very very spooky it was very very creepy the sound design i played with headphones the whole time Mm. that's usually what i do especially with horror games it's top notch created a very 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 creepy atmosphere yeah no the the sound design was definitely a plus is that i guess that room size system baby yeah (laughs) i i uh i guess you know i guess for me i like Delala said, I almost would have preferred, especially given what the story eventually becomes, I would have preferred, and how interested I was in it as a sci-fi concept, because it's a really fucking cool sci-fi concept. I almost would have preferred they stripped the horror from it entirely and just made an awesome high-concept sci-fi adventure. To contrast, I think the horror was. I think the horror was good, but I. Like like I brought up that one robot, I wish they would have done that instead. Robots yeah. that are stalking around and 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 you have to avoid them. Maybe some better ways That's, to hide yeah. and avoid them. But I I feel like that robot angle was it, it was more fitting with the with the 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 setting we were in the story. Yeah, and yeah, it was because the robots were possessed by. The scan, the brain scans of the survivors. Yeah, they the had people. like, yeah, they yeah. had like AI uploaded to them, and we we met some interesting characters that were friendly, but I feel like some some corrupted robots stalking around, like that first one that you encounter, would have been right. much more fitting. And we only really got like 
one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some like security ones out there on the, the seabed. Yeah, the like the the, the 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 that that's one that I'm thinking of, and and like that was that was interesting. And not not to say that what we got wasn't interesting. I feel like it was significantly less interesting than what that first robot we got stalking us. Yeah, because that that because really stressed me the hell out. That also, that, I agree with you there, and that also would have gone further to emphasize, you know, one of the themes of the games, in terms of, all right, do you, you know, if they were to give us like say that stun gun as a permanent tool, you know, do we choose to kill these robots? that are effectively the last remains of these human beings. Cause we're, uh, we're essentially killing the consciousness of this human being. We're not mm-hmm. just killing a piece of machinery. Yeah. I, 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 that, that's a really good point. I, I actually really agree with that. Like that Same. would have been really, really cool. Like, yeah, it's a corrupt, it, it's, it's a corrupted robot. They might not have much consciousness of their own any, any longer, but, is that a good enough reason to end them to just stop that? So yeah, that would have been, that would have been really cool, but I, I still, I still stand by. I, I did, I did enjoy the defenselessness, uh, nature of the, of the, the gameplay. Um, I still think I, I do will completely still agree. There, there wasn't really much gameplay here and to an extent that's okay. That's, that's yeah. pretty much my stance with that. I think I think I have a bias I, as a Resident Evil fan. I wanted to be able to hold L one to pull out my knife. Well, and just I feel like be able to swipe at, to be able to swipe at the monsters with my fucking knife. Resident Evil is is very like bombastic yeah, it's horror. Very, it's it's, it's very, I feel like it's know, hard to compare the two. This this it, it is. this is almost I'm, closer. I would say to Silent Hill. Like set yes. aside, Silent Hill does have combat. Um. But it, it it's still about that. It's about creating that atmosphere. No, think f- deciding when to avoid, when to engage, um, kind of creeping around and really picking up the story from the at least from the first Silent Hill, uh, picking up the story from the things you interact with in the in the environment. Mm-hmm. I wanted uh, I wanted Ada Wong to come crashing in at the end of the game and steal the ark from you before you can <laughs> plug it in. So let's get, I guess, let's dig into more of that philosophy, the the philosophy bits that'll go, that'll go hand in hand with talking about the story. Cause this, this game covers like a good number of philosophical themes, philosophical ideas. Go ahead, Jason. What what were you going to say? I was, I was just, all I was going to say was, should we do like a brief, just, summary so basically i don't know that we i don't know sure so simon simon had a car accident he had some brain trauma he had this pseudo doctor come and uh try treatment on a copy of his consciousness and if that treatment worked yes he was if that treatment worked then Theoretically, Simon was supposed to get the treatment to help cure his brain trauma, and that's why he was on board with this. But then he just wakes up in this underground facility full of really advanced technology and uh, scary robots. Yes. And it turns out that you are a scary robot, too. 
and your brain scan. You died a hundred years ago. A comet hit the fucking earth. Everybody's fucking dead. And your brain scan was uploaded to this robot. And basically you're not the organic you anymore. And then the game goes. And I yep. thought that was, that was like an interesting thing was when you finally come to that realization is, is finding those, finding the scans of Simon, finding the scans of Dr. Whatever his name was. Catherine. No, oh. the, um, oh. the doctor. Dr. Munch. Munch. Munchy, 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 Munchy. Munchy, yeah. You, um, find their brain scans. You hear audio logs of, of Simon after the scan talking to him and, the whole idea is like that existence continued while the brain scan is a whole nother existence that was just in this system and is now active. And this really, this really cries themes of existentialism. Uh, the, the, the co-creators, the, the, the creator, the developers, they uh, mentioned the theme of consciousness being a, a major theme in the game. Uh, I also found themes of humanity, themes of death, to be really prominent in, yeah. in this title, particularly with with how it ends, uh, with Catherine and Simon getting uploaded to oh, what the hell was it called? The Ark. The Ark. The Ark. The Ark. Duh. Yeah, we, we, we Yeah, Catherine. That. Catherine is a she. She's an AI you interact with. She's a brain scan of one of the workers on this this facility who invented this thing, the Ark that. All these people were supposed to get brain scans and humanity would survive on this arc with their brain scans essentially uploaded to an artificial simulation of like paradise. The, I guess that's kind of the question. Would humanity survive? That that is the question. <laughs> what does it mean to be human? What is humanity? This is just a this is just a essentially a database with artificial intelligence. And and the conscience, the, the the artificial consciousness of these of these people, uh, on 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 a satellite. This, but this conversation is getting too postmodern for me. <laughs> no, I think I, gotta, I think I, I think we need here. to I think we need to all take shrooms just so we can. Get through this. <laughs> yeah. The point is, is that Simon, who is half robot, half human, he but not himself. It's the body He's... of a human woman, I think. Yes, uh, it, I feel like uh, that's all pretty arbitrary, though. It's just like he—he's just like a visitor staying, staying in a, in a Airbnb. Essentially, he's just kind of passing through and well, right. using this body that's just there because it, it was—it happened to be there. Well, this was part of the advancement is that Simon was one of the few uh, experiments that was able to be half robot, half human. Whereas like Catherine, for example, was just straight up a robot with consciousness in that robot. Whereas he yeah. was able to some he was one of the special legendary experiments that was able to be half human, half robot. And uh, catch me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think the body that he acquired initially was catherine's girlfriend yeah it, it was it was implied so right? she said so catherine is about to say she, yeah oh. catherine there's a line of dialogue where catherine uh like simon says something like about her like how like weird she is or something i don't remember what, what it was but in response catherine says hey she was my and then she cuts off and says like something like she, she was, was a nice really nice person. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. she was nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it implies that it was her girlfriend. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which which is where it began. Like I was I was expecting that throughout this entire game to be like a big twist at the end. And I thought it would end up that like Catherine was fucking insane and was using you the entire time. I, I expected and a big I, betrayal I, as well. And I, and I th- and that's where it kind of began. I, I thought like Catherine would would be end up being this like emotionally not manipulated or twi- mono- emotionally like just emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who became obsessed with this idea of the Ark and had basically been responsible for the destruction of the entire undersea facility in trying to see that idea through. Now she's kind of using you. I thought she was the one responsible for all the monsters and the wow and whatnot, but it kind of ended up being pretty straightforward in the end. She was extremely honest with you and and the whole, the whole bit, the whole surprise reveal is that Simon was unwilling to really understand. Right. Yeah. And he sort of just, he, uh, he up they they got uploaded everything succeeded and he still didn't get it like he just didn't get it which yeah which makes a lot of sense i mean so Catherine does seem manipulative when she's like oh we're gonna copy your consciousness and put it into another body uh, and he's like oh like don't don't do that like you do it instead and then she winds up doing it anyway because she knows that he wouldn't be able to accept it because once your consciousness is in another body you're like wait what the hell why am i still here and you don't really like make the well at least simon didn't really make the connection that his 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 consciousness had tra- had transferred somewhere else and and his previous consciousness is still living in that space in that time i think it's just something he didn't want to he didn't want to admit or he didn't want to accept yeah because uh, i got that pretty pretty easily from the start that's why i actually chose to end up pulling the plug for all the people like i didn't want to leave them sitting there like when Same. you when just you transferred into the power home. the power suit you yeah you, i like yeah. i i erased i erased my previous existence for the dude who you manipulate oh yeah a brain scan of a dude to Brandon. get a code like I, I i wiped him so that he didn't just sit there like you know going crazy from isolation like I got that pretty quickly, and I so and I, I. That's something I do want to mention. Oh, go, finish your finish your thought, Jason. Oh no! All I was gonna say was I got that pretty quickly, so I, I kind of agree with you. I think the story is more about him not being willing to emotionally grasp with that, and I think they were trying to narratively tie it. In so in the beginning of the game, it it, it starts with you. You're in a car accident. That's the whole reason you get this brain scan. You're in this car accident, and an implied, I guess, lover of yours dies in this accident, and you're left with severe brain damage. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's never really touched upon again what relevance this girl has. Uh, and I thought they were somehow trying to tie her in, but it doesn't really. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't, they I don't were. Know what it was getting at there. They were in the sense that with these new con- with their co- consciousness put in different bodies, you you'd have no connection to whoever you were bonded with, like a, a lover or family or friends. You're just kind of alone and in that space, the only person that Simon had was Catherine, and they pretty much wind up in the arc together towards the end. And but that's the weird thing is that they recognize each other on the arc. 
That, well, why that wouldn't they? Their consciousness got uploaded. They already knew each other by that point. But but like Delilah was just saying, the message I seem that it seemed to be getting across was that you would have no connection. Like like your family's not there anymore. The people you love aren't there anymore. Like in your new consciousness. But the consciousness that got uploaded already had the already had the knowledge of. I yeah I, I see what you're saying, Mark. But that's that's what I'm saying, Mark. Is that there seems to be an inherent contradiction there. I don't know about that. I I think I, I just because of the 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 non mention of the of the past love interest. I just I I feel like we just don't know enough about that. No 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 no. I'm not I'm not saying I had a problem with the non mention okay. of her. I'm just saying I didn't really understand what it was trying to add to the story. That that's like Got a minor it. complaint. Okay. That's a really minor complaint. Yeah. I feel like it was trying to do something, but I just didn't really get I what. think it was just trying to say that shit doesn't even matter like <laughs> that's the point you know like like whoever maybe, he was maybe. with in the past doesn't matter because his consciousness is in freaking la la land right now you know <laughs> he's a hundred years in the future fucking dealing with spooky monsters and underwater sea labs yeah and fucking comets hitting earth and killing everything that yeah. was like some of the coolest shit like the few like dialogue or not dialogue um the few like reports and whatnot in the computers I did read, that was the stuff that interests me the most was like reading about humanity coming together to try to fucking build a space cannon using geothermal energy to destroy this <laughs> comet coming at them. Like I was like, shit, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, something I want to, I want to bounce back to real quick. Um, it, it, yeah, sorry to make it sorry to detour. No, it's but... fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's hard not to detour for this game. It's hard not to detour for this fucking podcast. Um, True. <laughs> the the making the choices of whether or not to pull the plug on the characters. Um, yes, and the best and, parts of the game, and how that relates to player choice in video games. And usually, we're we're so used to making choices and them having effects on the narrative they didn't this time no it like it, it think, didn't matter at all and it, i think it was basically just to put put the onus on the player and say like this isn't going to change anything but we still want you to think about this what would you I, do I, I in guess this that situation? goes to delilah's point i guess that goes to delilah's point that i guess it fucking didn't matter <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't in the t- context of the game, but but it matters to you as a player. It, did, yeah. yeah, like you you made that decision. You had to think about that. Like, what decision did you make? Why did you make it? I think it they, they were trying to really go for. They were trying to accomplish self reflection. Like, here's this tough choice. How would you handle this? How are you going to handle this? And we're not going to punish you either way. We just want you to think about it. Right. And there's also in a lot of those situations, whenever you're dealing with a situation where the essentially life or consciousness, whatever you want to call it, of one of these secondary characters is in your hands, you'll notice that the developers would always place like a bunch of pictures of shit like their families or friends or diary entries. Mm -hmm. You know, they would scatter it about so like you could look at that shit. Like there's one particular woman who essentially kept herself alive on life support solely mm. for the purpose of protecting the ark 
Yeah. And and she asks you specifically once you prove to her that, you know, you're getting the arc to launch into space. She asks you to pull her off life support. And in that room, you see all these pictures that she has taken of, I guess she came from like Greenland and she like loves it and said like, it was beautiful, you know, a hundred years ago, whatever, before the comet. And you see pictures of like her family and all these like diary journal entries and whatnot. And then you look at her and she's just this fucking decrepit, like rotting semi corpse. Yeah, I mean, she, she's thirty, but she looks like she's uh, an eighty. Yeah. Right. And supposedly the last human. I'm not sure how they could possibly know that for sure, but I, I guess you know. Well, I guess so. I guess they would know. Everyone on the surface got wiped out. Guess yeah, if, when you if, when... if it's the last person in this in. By comparison, small space station or space station, sea station. Yeah. Um, you kind of have a good idea of, of who's left. Yeah. When you see that final shot of the game of the satellite taking off, it shows Earth and like you can see the, the impact crater mm-hmm. and fucking everything is frozen over with the exception of like spots where like volcanoes have erupted and there's magma. Nobody's fucking living in that shit. That's like extinction level day after tomorrow shit (laughs) so i'm guessing that all of us destroyed whatever past consciousness we can including this last human right actually i i kept brandon alive okay um you're a terrible person i like (laughs) i i don't know i felt i didn't want to kill him but maybe it would have, like, I, I don't know. I didn't want to kill him, and I felt like that would have been, for whatever reason at the time, I, I felt that would have been the worst thing to do would be to just erase him from existence. You would rather he lived alone in a computer well, program? Well, that's the thing is I didn't really forever. think of, I, I guess I didn't really think about that until it came up with Simon freaking out that his past consciousness is, is just dormant in that chair after you switch to the power suit, and he freaks out on Catherine. He's like why the hell like like he's just there like he's just going to be there like forever and yeah. and she and she had to try to t- t- talk him down and explain like yeah like that that's a consciousness that will be there and maybe he'll wake up maybe he won't but it's just there and that's when it really hit me like oh wow yeah i shouldn't leave i shouldn't leave that alive like that's that's what a terrible way to exist so that's when i pulled the plug exactly but there was no going back it's not like i could go back and pull the plug on brandon it was too late well you should you should have known it to begin with you better hope your girlfriend doesn't hear this you're an awful person (laughs) (laughs) anyway um and then yeah like when at the at the end came around every uh or everyone Simon and Catherine get uploaded to the Ark, and and they're still behind. Like I was, I was, I I I felt bad for Simon that he still didn't get it, and then I really felt bad for Simon because Catherine died. Yeah, you're like, left alone at the end. Bla- yeah, she went blank, and now he's just tragically there, stuck until he dies, until something takes him, takes him. But like, I I guess let's jump to the ending. Not, not jump to it. We're, we've already talked about it like maybe two or three times now. But how do you view this ending? Do you view it as a tragedy or do you view it as a as a happy ending? Considering that while yes, Simon in 
Pathos 2 is kind of stranded there all by himself, but other Simon that got uploaded to the Ark is up there in this beautiful paradise with Catherine, and they're reunited, and they have no idea what just got left behind. They have not a clue. They have no understanding, or I guess Catherine probably does. Simon still has no idea, has no understanding, and they they just are are in this paradise for, I guess, forever. So is this a tragedy? Is it a happy ending? Like, is it both somehow? It's, yeah, I think you got go ahead. Both. All, I was just going to say this interpretation. Yeah, I would say both. OK, I would say both. But on a personal level for me, fuck that world. Like, I would destroy all of it if I could. Like, even when I played Detroit Become Human, uh, I think there was a question, like, the the AI in the main menu was like, oh, are you my friend? I was like, no, you're a fucking robot. Like, and, and so, like, like even you're though, like... You're fucking oppression, man. You're oppressing the robots. That's fucking the thing, robots, like, you I can't would, do shrooms. I would never live in a world where they were robots or or anything that had that could embody humans like i feel like humans need to be humans and robots i fuck them like i don't want them you in know, my world but but again human you human supremacists but again what you got against robots i ask too? oh my god god damn it jason again i ask what does it mean to be human humanity does humanity live on in the ark they're just they're not necessarily well, robots they're just ai conscious consciousness does they're a consciousness that's living in the ark but is that is that all it takes to be human are they human does humanity what truly is, live well on? well so sorry i mean for me just being human like i'm not shit without like the people that i love like my mom and you know my friends and my cats and whatever and so like if i'm not living with them then i don't feel human i'm just like a thinking being that's not evolving anymore because i have nothing else to learn or to do because i'm just in this beautiful paradise like what am i gonna do like realize that the waves have like uh, like count the waves like what the fuck am i gonna do in a world like i'm gonna go crazy I wouldn't want it. I, I want nothing look, to do with the Ark. Fuck the Ark. Look, B- burn it. To, par- to paraphrase, <laughs> to paraphrase, the Matrix Revolutions. Okay, wasn't the, that like the worst tr- one? When they try to get their <laughs> when they try to get their daughter into the Matrix so she doesn't get deleted because she's a program that's useless. And Neo's like, "What? Machines can't love." And he's like, "No, I love my daughter. That's what it means to be human, man. Is to love." So who knows what, what will happen? Maybe maybe Simon maybe maybe Simon and Catherine will fall in love. Maybe they'll spawn a whole species of AI, and then they'll build or grow new humans and create a matrix. And AI a can procreate. <laughs> no, no, no. That, what the, that happens in the fucking matrix? It's what Morpheus right, says. This isn't the matrix, Jason. One, damn it! One sing, one single consciousness spawned an entire race. My thing is, if we were able to manipulate the consciousness of that that Asian dude, what was his name? Then can't theoretically Catherine and Simon's consciousness well, be manipulated? It wasn't necessarily manipulated as much as it was coerced. Like they did. That's worse. Yeah, you, you you trick him. Yeah. Yeah, you you just sort of trick him. You you because you you present Juan, evidence that makes him think, oh, I'm not in a simulation. And 
really he he is just kind of simulated in in this in this fake place and to give you the information you need yeah you pretend to be alice yeah <laughs> and i i i'm gonna say there's no right answer to any of these questions i think i think ultimately what the game what frictional wanted to accomplish was they wanted to make us have this conversation <laughs> Yeah. Right. What, that's is what, what does that's, it mean to be here? And like, like Delilah's not wrong. I'm not wrong. Jason's not wrong. Um, it, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating question that has no real answer. That's why I said in the beginning, in this game, this story is much more interesting as a high sci-fi concept. Um, and I enjoyed it because, because like you know, circling back a little bit <clears throat> to the monsters and fucking wow. Like we kind of skipped over this a little bit. Yeah, we right didn't talk about right, the well. That's because it's right not worth before, talking about. <laughs> ex- well, exactly. Like w- right before you get to the final station where you actually launch the arc into space, you're some dude who I guess is a monster, but isn't really tells you that apparently like you downloaded some kind of liquid that makes you like, a it poison was, it was the um oh man what was it called it was like that the, compound that they use something used. gel yeah the, the yeah something gel whatever it is it doesn't matter the point <laughs> is is that he directs you to like the secret mother base where the queen monster is and you stick your hand in its mouth and it like bites it off and then i i thought that i was supposed to be like killing it but it doesn't kill it because it like comes after you and chases you, and I'm like, what just happened? I think it. And then, you you do kill it, but or you you at least hurt it to the point where it's about to die, and it tries to get you so that it can it can prevent itself from dying somehow. That that bit was a, I, I feel was also a bit iffy uh, for me, mostly because I, I just didn't like the whole idea of the wow. I didn't like this whole biomechanical. Uh, cancer that was that was plaguing the whole station i thought it was very strange uh, again yeah. this is why i would have preferred more of those robot foes robots over these. the robots yeah yeah I, I feel like that worked much better with the theme overall yeah the idea it would it would have been cool like some idea like based on the amount of robots that you like kill quote unquote in the game it has effects in the arc like maybe somehow those consciousness conscious conchies however con conchai conchai no uh, i'm just throwing out other ways know, to I, say I, the plural of consciousness no might um, be consciousness yes um maybe they're somehow connected to the respective conchai in the arc <laughs> that are already there so like when you kill people in the along the game they actually disappear from the arc or die in the arc. Or so. I don't know. The point being, I think we all agree that it would have been cooler to get rid of the monsters and use robots. Yeah, I think I think more thematic. I think for thematic sake, uh, it, it, yeah. that would have been much more even. Um, sort of like also... the river of the river of dead people in in Snake Eater. Yeah. Ooh. Spoilers for Snake Eater, but ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Anyway, um, 
God damn it, I should have been a game developer. <laughs> Not too late. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really like the WoW. Uh, another purpose the WoW served was to heal you if you took damage with those weird little just pods. And it's funny, I thought those were like a... a structural, structural gel, that's what it was. Structural mm. gel, that's it. Okay, yeah, you... <laughs> I think it's when you use the you use the the structure gel to um, get in the power suit, and that was like, oh yeah, we secretly engineered that so that you could beat the WoW. Um, if if I recall, I think that's what they were trying to get at. But still, it was it was just like, oh okay, and you kind of do it, and then it chases you, and that's like actually I believe that's actually the last enemy encounter, quote unquote, that you have in the game. Uh, yes, is it is. Running from it, and then you, you have to avoid those fish outside, and then that's it. Everything, yeah. There's no more threats from there. It's just the remainder of the spooky atmosphere. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't particularly like the WoW and and the bio, the 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 the, the biomechanical um, threats. I, I do wish they were more robotic. I feel like that would have been more, more fitting. Agreed. Uh, one one more thing we didn't really touch on because we pretty much touched on all 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 of our points. Uh, I, I think progression was a little too obtuse. Uh, what do you mean? Like there were certain parts where I, I'd walk into a room and I wouldn't really know what to do. Oh, all the time. Yes, yes. There were just like. Yes. And I, 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 I hate doing this in games. I wound up looking up like what I have to do. And it's just, it was always as simple as like, oh, in the corner, there's this white box that you need to open. And there's a thing inside that you need. It's like, well, yeah, I, th- I feel good game design does something. Even if it's subtle, it does something to kind of point you to that direction. Yeah. That you need and even, to open even, that thing. Even when you're staring straight up at it like it's not flashing in any way so you could very easily just like even if you're searching very thoroughly in a room this is a game where i don't i definitely didn't want like a waypoint marker an objective marker something shining and on the desk i but i need some sort of direction you can make that as subtle as possible but there needs to be something and i think I, i think the expectation for a lot of this was just yeah, walk into a room and like look around, interact with everything that you see. It's like, well, that that that's kind of just, I don't know, that's wasting my time as a player. It's the problem is is that you can interact with everything. That's what makes it so hard. Yeah, Had they limited what you could interact with, it would have been more bearable, I think. And then, yeah, I, I think like I I think it's fine that you can interact with everything. I I do think that's totally fine. It's interest. It makes for some interesting secrets. It makes for some interesting things to find. But as long as those things that aren't obvious are complementary, there needs to be some sort of direction. Uh, yeah, like a subtle label or or some sort of document on a computer, because like you nine times out of ten, I walk into a room. The first thing I go to is the computer terminal. Yeah. And I interact and with that, way, read what's on there. There were way too many computers with logs that there were there were. I, you know, reading logs and audio things and whatnot can be a fun way of telling some of the story and filling in the lore without being too in your face about it. 
uh, Resident Evil can do it pretty well. Like a lot, a lot of times, like a lot of the background shit of like what Umbrella is really up to and whatnot is usually explained in, in you know, little notes you'll find and records and audio logs, just to give you an idea of why what's happening around you is happening from a corporate perspective. You know, that kind of shit. This game has way too many fucking computers filled with journals and logs that are just not interesting. Some of them are interesting, but by the time I was like a third of the way through the game, I just stopped reading them because they they it just felt like a waste of time. I think the biggest problem, and I, I, I was talking to Katie about this as I was playing through, uh, the bit that I really didn't like about a lot of the logs and, and notes that you read think about like we we did an episode on bioshock episode two of reap the spoils um <laughs> you would go into like the the first area was like that whole hospital wing and all the audio diaries all the any notes that you would find or anything really i think there was only audio audio logs in that game they all pertained to that area and yes. getting them all in that area of which it's a manageable amount, like it pays off because it tells you the story of a lot of the characters and what they went through in that area. And it's not just one. Yes. It's not just one story interconnected. It's like a few smaller stories interconnected and you really piece together what happened there. But it's all contained within that area. And you go to the next area and you find audio logs there that pertain to stories that happened there. And it's not the same characters always involved. I mean, you have the the overarching like over an overarching character like Andrew Ryan or someone that's still involved in a lot of these stories, but overall it's self-contained stories in a self-contained space. This was like, if you miss a, if you missed a note somewhere really early, then you're fully missing that piece of this big overarching plot. And there's not really any way to fill in that gap. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything, everything you're reading, everything you're finding throughout the entire playthrough is paying off towards this big overarching past story of Pathos 2. And if you miss something, then you're kind of screwed on really understanding that story fully. And that's kind of like. And you also have to understand not just the story, like the overall plot of what's going on. You have to get like the idiosyncrasies of individual fucking crewmates. And the relationships with other crewmates. Yeah. And, and I the, think that's personalities I, and pasts. I think that's fine. It's just it's just spread way it, it's spreading way too wide of a net. Yeah. It's 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 throughout the entire game you're learning this one story, piecing it together, and it's that could be cool if there A there weren't so many uh, pieces to to fill in the blanks. And B, they were just a little more, I, I guess, contained, easy to find, obvious, what have you. And I, I eventually started to connect with some of those characters, some of those characters we never even meet, some of those characters we just kind of read about. But it took a while to reach that point. And it, and, and it wasn't even all of them. It was just, it was just a few. It was just a handful. Yeah. The data buffers, the data buffers, I felt were far more effective because they were usually very situational. Like there was the one time you find like a headless corpse right in front of that elevator you have to fix, and you do the data buffer and you realize, all right, monsters infiltrated this area. They were they were on the last line of defense, and this dude basically locked up the elevator so that all of his companions could get out to the next place, the next station. And he ended up sacrificing himself to do so. Yeah, like that yeah. was that was a cool little bit, and I liked that. 
and I, I but I, I to play devil devil's advocate on on ones like that, and I did like that one specifically as well. Uh, just like with just voices, and you don't really know who's talking unless they say a name, and you also that's contingent on you recognizing the name. Those are those are people that you might never hear from again that you don't necessarily connect with, mm-hmm. and it it's kind of just left being meaningless almost. Just right. like everything in this game. Damn. It's too fucking <laughs> postmodern. Fucking French philosophers like Foucault. Fuck the French. But, again. God, not again. <laughs> um. That being said, like, I did overall enjoy this game. I I I clearly yes. I think I think I liked it more than either of you did. <laughs> no, no, I really no. like this game. Really? That's that's I the did. thing. I'm torn. Okay. I'm torn because if I have to if I have to criticize it as a video game, like you know, like Delilah and I were before, it, there's a lot to be critical of. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, like I keep coming back to as a high sci-fi con- uh, concept. If I had to give an honest score. Keeping in mind that my on my score scale a five is average. Yes, that's how I it actually. Be. Yeah, I would give this game probably like a six, six and a half, like above average. Okay, maybe, yeah. maybe even a seven, just on on the basis of the story and the concepts alone. Yeah, I I mean for me this game had one of the most intelligent stories. In video games, um, it's like up there with like the Metal Gear games, like in how convoluted and the just really intelligent themes that are explored in the game and how it fosters the kind of existential conversations that we had today. And I'm sure many people that played this game had similar conversations. And not many games do that. Um and so for that reason, I love the game and I, I know that's the purpose of the game. And so because the gameplay wasn't like, wow, oh my God, this is so good. It still stands out for that reason. And I'm not going to let the gameplay affect my impression of the game, if that makes sense. Okay. And I also think that the, the gameplay wasn't necessarily trying to be groundbreaking or no or or amazing. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to it wasn't supposed to be the draw of the game. I think the draw of the game was the atmosphere first and foremost, uh, then coupled with the narrative that was told. And I, I, like I said, I do, I do genuinely feel this was a very effective horror game um, for better or worse. You know, obviously we, we all agree things could have been better, but I, I wasn't scared, but I was anxious and nervous throughout the majority of the playthrough just to, just with what running into a room and and seeing that it's dark and hearing something seeing static on my screen really yes like, oh, yeah shit, there's there's I'll, something I'll, here I'll agree that earlier on when the monsters were uh, uh easier to evade and you could actually you know move use the environment to move around them and when it was only like you know one maybe two monsters in an area like I, I would say I enjoyed the enemies and having to get around them up until after there was that one section 
where there were like three in a row that you had to get past, and then you entered into that big flooded area. I think it was somewhere around midway through the game. Um, I don't know if you guys remember where I'm talking. It was the section where you're basically going between these like engine rooms, and you have to yeah. crawl through a duct. And then there would I be hated like that part. A, that part I actually enjoyed. And then after that, I hated every enemy encounter because that's mm. where you started getting to the enemies that. Basically, once they saw you, they moved so fast, there was nothing you could really do. Yeah. One, um, frus- one frustrating bit was, like, parts where it, it was, it was like, a narrow hallway. Uh, I remember this early on with that one guy with the, f- the glowing head that would, like, teleport around and yeah. shit. Which also, to me, just made absolutely no sense. Yeah, but, that's, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. But you'd have to go through this doorway and there was like kind of, there was like a narrow like curve you had to take to go upstairs to make the ship think it's in an emergency state. This fucking dude wouldn't get out of what he, how are you supposed to get around him? It took me a while to like bait him to a point where I could like run around and just run up and yeah. not have to deal with him. And it's like, well, you need to give oh, me some sort of, I remember way. that part. Yeah. You need to, so the you... game, hmm? the game doesn't tell you, you're basically just supposed to run because he can only follow you to a certain point in that hallway. Oh, see, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really realize that. And I was just trying to bait him to one side of a room so I could run the other way and get through it. But see, the only reason I know that is because I was using a walkthrough for a good chunk of the game. (laughs) Like (laughs) the only reason I figured that section out was because I read in the, like after a few attempts at read in the walkthrough, it's like, yeah, you just got to run because he can't follow you through the doorway. Get a load of this guy, <laughs> this, fucking, <laughs> this fucking cheater over here. That's how, that's how, well, th- basically, like you said before, that's how I was trying to finish, you know, within a certain time frame to do this. And like, I, I was just wandering around for so much time in the beginning, yeah. like, figure out what the fuck to do. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyone I think any I other... think the game, the section of the game, I think that was at its best was uh, going back. I was talking about that data buffer, the elevator section where you have to fix the elevator. Yeah, the fact that's where I think the game was at its strongest on all points in that you had one enemy you were trying to evade that was moving throughout the entire area. You could tell not just because it would fuck with your vision, but. It would the, the monster would scream. So and based on the direction the scream was coming from and how loud it was, you could tell where it was moving. The halls were wide and there were enough turns that you could use the environment and hide from it. And it was it couldn't detect you like instantaneous. So you had time to react to it. There was also that room that let and, you uh, lock doors and. Yes, exactly. And there was a puzzle built in, but you had to evade the monster while solving the puzzle. There was there were maps all scattered throughout, so you could tell where you were at any time. Um, that's where that was one of the most fun parts I had with the game. That was also for me the uh, probably the m- most stressful uh, bit of the game. The part that gave me the most anxiety, just because avoiding him was a little tricky. Uh, I, ha- I had to lock myself in that room. Because they, they can open doors, which I think is so fucked up. But <laughs> they, they can open doors, so I locked myself in there until he went away. And I was like, okay, 
I, I let me look at this map. I have my path. I'm gonna go and I'm I'm gonna sneak. I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna book it because you'll hear me. I'm gonna right. crouch and I'm gonna go slow about this. And there were some really effective lore points passed there too. Um that that were that were really interesting to read about, to learn about. It also turns out that the security guard that you have to get the um like the key code cipher from is actually that one guy that yeah, you yeah. Like, interrogate. Yeah, it's yeah. It, that was a cool little bit. That yeah, that's that that's one of the yeah, that's one of the pieces that was really interesting about that about that whole section. I guess if there were more hiding places, I would have felt better about about the enemies. Yeah. Like more ducts. Yeah, lockers or whatever the hell. <laughs> lockers but, is like uh, the classic thing. Yeah. But no. Uh, I guess... I just... I love that. Oh, I just lo- No, no, sorry. I just... I was moving on from the monsters if you wanted to say something about it. Um, oh no! All, the only the only other point I had to make about the game in general was I just wish that uh, outside on the seabed that we saw more of that little robot that helps you out and like cuts open doors yeah. and shit for you. Oh yeah, that little guy, little Robo Buddy. Yeah, that's the only robot I didn't want anything to happen to. I just wish I could have had that little robot guy with me the whole time, and that's because he or she didn't speak. Yeah, I mean, who needs Catherine, like, when you have Lil' Robo Buddy? Yeah, yeah. Lil' Robo Buddy, it's like, it's like it had the consciousness of, like, a dog or a cat. It was just super cute. Yeah, basically. Um, it, made li- it was like a droid from Star Wars. It made little beep noises. Yeah. It was, it was friendly. You had, to, you had to save it first, though. You had to, it was crushed by some rocks, and you had to lift the rocks up yeah. and get it out. Oh, that reminds me. There was another robot in that area that was just like crazy pants. Like he was like yeah. talking about that's... going on vacation and stuff. Yeah, that's the one you had to kill, wasn't it? Talking about Carl? Yeah. yeah. Didn't you have the option <laughs> to kill Carl? <laughs> I think I accidentally killed Carl. I'm not sure if there's a way to not kill Carl. Because I definitely uh, didn't I... want to kill Carl, but he wound up dying. and I... you, had to, you had to remove his chip. You, had, you needed his chip for the Zeppelin to... No, Could you no, have that used was a different. Chip? That was oh, I think we might be talking about different robots. Yeah, I'm talking about the one that you needed for the Zeppelin. Okay, I don't. I remember his name, yeah, but he's he, cuckoo. He, I don't know that. I don't know that he had a name, but I I know what you're talking. He's he's the one you had to stun. No, yeah, I'm thinking of Carl all the way at the beginning, who just wanted help. And I think I accidentally killed him. I'm not sure if there's a way you. Could oh kill him. yes, I killed him. Acc- uh, I thought I was supposed to kill him maybe, to maybe solve, like solve the puzzle. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. He's the one that he's he's the one that's stuck in the wall in yeah, like, the yeah. assembly chamber. Yeah. I liked Carl. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get more I, Carl time. I thought I was supposed to turn off the power like as a puzzle thing, and then I realized it it. It wasn't part of a puzzle, and I just killed him for no reason. See, I did, I did that, and then I turned it back on. He's like, yeah, what the hell did you do? So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then I did something else, and it wound up killing him. I don't. I, I, I feel like it, mu- it must not have been accidental. It must have been purposeful uh, on, the games, on, on the game's end. But I, yeah. I, 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 I do wish we didn't have to kill Carl. I liked Carl. Yeah. yeah. Well... Maybe we did Carl a favor. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. Um, he might have. He might have been able to go to the ark too. 
Fuck the arc, like I said. <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm going to get yo, deep for a second. I'm telling, right? you, I'm telling you guys, Catherine and Simon, they're just making sweet love on the beach. For Catherine's a lesbian. As long as... You don't you don't know that she, she might be bi. She could be bi. bi she has yeah. no choice anymore. But oh my god, Delilah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Look, it's for procreation, okay? And it's it's not it's not like she wouldn't like it. I know Simon's packing some heat. Oh, Jesus oh okay. Christ. All right. Do yeah, we... because he has the body of a woman at this point. Del- well, whatever. Oh, Delilah. that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Delilah, did you uh I, I was going to get real deep for a second, and yeah. we don't have to end on this note if you don't want to. So maybe you could say something after, but in case you want to. Okay. So I sometimes, right before I go to sleep, I think about death. I think about what the world would be like if I was not in existence. And the truth is, the world will go on, right? But I kind of get anxiety about it. Like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I going to do when I die? Like, you don't do anything. And so this game just really made me come to terms with death more than like people saying like, oh, you'll be in a better place and you're no more suffering and pain. Like this game really put into perspective for me why death makes life more substantial. That's it. See, Deep moment think, over. <laughs> when I think of death, I remember that I'm going to be cremated. My ashes spread and I'm going to go into the ground and be a nitrite and fertilize a tree and I'll become a tree. That's dope. And then, and then I'll be eternal until I'm made into paper. But that's besides the point. The point <laughs> is I'll be a tree. Yeah. That's dope. But your body, not your consciousness. I'll be a Deku tree. Hopefully there won't be like evil spiders inside of me. Maybe your consciousness will be an evil spider inside of the Deku tree that your body's made out of. Won't have any little fucking elf kids running around inside me. I won't stand for that shit. <laughs> All right. So, thank you, Frictional Games, for helping us all come come to terms with our inevitable demise. You've you've done quite a number on our current consciousness. <sighs> Is, is, I, I'm fine if we ended on that. Okay. Are, are cool. you are you all good with that? You got anything else you want to say? Fuck the arc. No. Oh, God damn it, Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck little elf kids and their fairies trying to fuck with my innards, my tree innards. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was an episode of Reap the Spoils, <laughs> uh, covering the game Soma. Uh, you can follow us all on the Twitter. I'm at Nibelheimian. Delilah's at Assassina underscore San. And Jason's at, at SolidQuaz, but don't follow him. Um, I actually have a new tw- a new Twitter handle. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What is it? Fuck the Ark? <laughs> it's, it's at BoogieWonderMan221. For real? No. Of course oh, not. What the fuck? What is that? Um, you could also uh, find us. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, you can go ahead and follow that Facebook group. Engage with us. What I really need everyone to do, everyone that listens to this show, I need everyone, whatever you listen to it on, to go rate 
and review the show. If you're listening on YouTube, give it a like. Give it a, give us a subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, throw us a comment. We would love to talk to you, engage with you. But yes, if you listen to iTunes, if you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, please rate and review the show. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delilah, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, you know, I stream. I do a stream thing. It shows up on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Assassina underscore son okay. everywhere. Um, so find me. Oh. Join me. Oh, one last thing I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. What, do you, what, what are you guys playing? Oh. We haven't done that uh, in a while. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I just started Code Vein. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Weeb Souls. Anime Titties. Uh, that's what that <laughs> game is. <laughs> and um, I recently beat Blair Witch. Which I actually streamed the entire thing. It's the oh. first game I ever streamed from top to tip. Um, I did it for like a Halloween series that I'm I've doing. Been counting. We've said tip, the word tip, like four times this episode. I don't I know said... why you guys are so obsessed with tips. What the fuck? I think that's the first time she said it. I said tips. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying be- between the two of you. No, tips, T-I-P. I don't, think, I don't think I've said it either. You said it three times. I've been counting. That's such a wow. weird gonna, thing to gonna, do. I, I was going to make a joke about it at one point, but I decided not to. But now it, it's just getting. Okay. Okay, Jason. Delilah, please continue. <laughs> Sorry, and Delilah. I, and I platinum Borderlands 3 recently uh, as well. Okay. And then I'm going to play Outer Worlds tomorrow. So I'm all over the place. Oh, and I'm playing Link's Awakening on my Switch. Oh, jeez. Jason. What you got? Uh, so I deleted Overwatch from my PlayStation because fuck Blizzard. Wow. Um, which was hard because I, I do enjoy Overwatch. Um, but you also enjoy but, human rights. I Yes. <laughs> but I reinstalled Red Dead Redemption 2 because oh. I... I had felt like I never gave that game a fair shake, and I really, really enjoyed the first one. And I found that, while I still have some problems with two, I enjoyed it far more playing through, and I I didn't play through that much, but I I enjoyed it far more the second time through, probably because I've now had a far more extended uh, period of time from playing an open, open world, world game. Yeah, another open world game. I think that was one of the biggest scripts I had when I played it on release was like I spent 80% of that game riding a horse through just open territory, which <laughs> is far more, I don't know, feels fun now. Uh, but uh, like Delilah, starting tomorrow, I will probably be playing nothing but um, The Outer Worlds until we play our next game. Well, hold on. I wanna, I wanna talk about what I've been playing. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck what you're playing, Mark. Damn, I've been playing a bunch of horror games. I really want to talk about it. Okay, fine. So, what are you playing? Mark? Since our, since our last episode, I have played through Resident Evil Seven in VR. Hey. Silent Hill One for the first time ever beating it. Wow. I played through Until Dawn again so I could get the plat. Um. <laughs> 
what else? What else? What else? Soma, obviously. We all we all played Soma. Uh, I am about halfway through Silent Hill Two, which will also be my first time beating that. And uh, I'm you guys are getting out of the Outer Worlds. I'm getting medieval. <laughs> nice. I want to play that so, too. I'm really, not gonna lie. That'll be that'll be what I'll be playing before our next game. Uh, which is now we can go ahead and introduce it. Speaking of all the times we brought up Metal Gear this episode, that's the Strandru. <laughs> that, that was like bad. that was Fuck. like the biggest butchering of the Japanese language <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Uh, next next episode. I don't even want to say next month. I don't want to promise that. I next episode. I used to be. I used to be an anime kata- uh, kataku. <laughs> Otaku. <laughs> I don't want to make the promise next month, but next episode we will be publishing a an episode on Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima's latest video game, due out November eighth, twenty nineteen. I wonder if we'll have any anime otaku's. I don't, I keep wanting to say fucking kotaku. God it's, damn it! Grain in your brain. uh yeah the reason the reason i i say maybe not next month might it might spill into december we have no idea how long this game is we have no idea what to expect uh and and you have no idea how much urine we'll have and i will say just with you know in full transparency you know this this is the end of october we're very very vast fastly approaching the holidays uh, american thanksgiving christmas Hanukkah, what have you? Is it's, there another Thanksgiving? Like, do other is Canadian, there a Japanese Canadian, Thanksgiving? Canadian Thanksgiving is, was this month. Yo, those fucking Canadians think they can one up us. You just, you really don't they, like anyone involved with the French. They came do you? down. They came down in 1812 and fucking burned Washington D.C. to the ground. Fucking Dolly Madison had to get those paintings out of there. And they have the gall to try to one up us on Thanksgiving. Uh uh-uh. uh. Am I gonna have to cut that this shit? Out ain't of the happening. Show? I'm afraid I'm gonna have to cut this from the show. <laughs> okay. It's fucking Canadians. But anyway, if you're if you're in Canada and listening to the show, <laughs> know I love you and I love your country. Uh, I've been there once and I want to. You know, we, we should we should go up to your capital and burn it. See how you like it. Oh my God, Jason. So. Yeah, we it's about to be a busy time of the year for everyone involved and uh yeah, we have no idea what to expect from this game in terms of length, in terms of really content. So next episode uh whenever that may be, Death Stranding. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. That's all I that's all I got. I think I think we can close out the show, guys. Yes. Good job. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, and remember, fuck the Ark. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jason, you gonna say goodbye? Jason. No, I, I thought you were gonna click off. Okay, goodbye.